You're listening to Transform Your Profits, the podcast for accountants who want to build a more profitable, successful, and impactful accounting firm. Your host is Reza Huda, a practice owner, mentor, and coach to accounting firm owners. Hello, hello. I hope you're doing well and having a good start to the day. So today we are talking about do I have to do a advisory? The buzzword that we hear banded around all too often these days that we need to be doing advisory compliance is dead. <laughs> uh, so today we're going to address that uh, very question that I'm sure is running through your mind and you battling with everything that you're hearing on social media or in the emails that you get from various app providers wanting to sell you their software to enable you to do advisory because that is what your clients are crying out for, isn't it? Well, you know, we're going to have a, a frank discussion about this and I'll give you my, my take on it. Uh, but to start with, compliance is very much not dead. Absolutely not. Anyone who tells you that, just tell them where to go because compliance is not dead. In fact, it's a be-all and end-all. And you know my thoughts on that. If you're a regular listener to the podcast in terms of, I guess it's just about terminology, it's about definitions and what compliance really is. And if you're saying to me that, you know, doing uh, doing accounts, doing uh, everything that is required to keep uh, a client compliant, so that includes, you know, bookkeeping, VLT returns, tax returns, accounts, is that dead? No, of course it isn't. It isn't. As long as, so long as the issue of compliance remains and remaining compliant, it is very much not dead. It is it is very much alive and kicking. It's not dead at all. And in fact, I guess there are different areas of uh, of compliance. And yet yeah, some areas, I believe, uh, are they're not dying. They'll always still be alive whilst there is this compliance obligation upon businesses. But the worth of those services, clearly, yes, there is uh, some issue with that. And if you're just doing year-end compliance, then yes, that is a, a service that is going to look like a it's going to become a commodity before long and there'll be a real price pressure if uh, that is all you are doing so let's let's address that and i just want to have you go think before i turn this mic on to record and i believe there are five levels or just come up just come up with five levels in my head <laughs> in terms of uh, you know how we can the relationship we have with clients stemming from if we start off at level one so you're a novice um in terms of you know what you're doing for clients, if you're just doing year-end compliance, I'd say that is level one, and we're going to work our way through the levels. And level five is kind of the mastery level, you know, the black belt where you are doing the the business advisory that people speak of. But a lot of the advisory compliance debate gets lost in translation and definition. What is advisory? What is compliance? So if we just unpick that a little bit and then go through the levels in terms of uh, what I believe those five levels are, and then you can deduce where you fall in terms of those five levels, depending on what you are doing and your relationship with your clients. And you would have a different level based upon which clients uh, you are dealing with in particular, because we don't always have the same, uh, we're not always delivering the same service to all clients because different people value different things, don't they? So in terms of, okay, definitions wise, now, Advisory is a very, very vast term, and in my mind, I mean, advisory can be, you know, advisory can be tax planning. Advisory can be interpreting the numbers, giving meaning to the numbers. Advisory can be providing uh, 
business planning advice, can be business coaching, can be strategic planning. So it can be a whole host of things. And I think what what most people determine or uh, kind of take as a as a definition of advisory is is that level of you know helping clients to achieve their goals so some methodology of working with the client to figure out where are they now where do they want to get to and then working closely with them in order to help them achieve their goals and that's i think what most people deem advisory to be certainly the software vendors will be plugging that and they'll get people on their podcasts on their webinars to show you how or how they are handling clients and how they are working with clients on a much closer basis to help them achieve their goals and, and all the rest of it and you're probably thinking that's all well and good, but I can't seem to find the clients that really want that. And that's okay, because you don't need, and here is kind of, you know, I'm dropping in kind of my uh, my views on it, is that you don't need to be doing advisory to be running a successful practice. We're not certainly the advisory that people typically think of in terms of, you know, sitting down with helping a client to achieve their goals, acting as their business coach, essentially. Because let's face it, business the the act of coaching when you're a coach i mean i can speak this from experience because i i mean i coach you know <laughs> i spend my time coaching accountants so you know i've had to develop the skill of actually doing business advisory business coaching and it's a different completely different skill set from what we're used to as accountants as technicians when you're an accountant you are used to giving answers your self-worth is tied up in the knowledge that you have and the ability to give answers to your clients when they ask you questions. So when they ask you questions about tax, when they ask you questions about, you know, um, you know, VAT, when they ask you questions about how to do things, you know, more efficiently in terms of their bookkeeping practices, when they ask you questions about what's going on in their accounts, you're able to answer because well, that is your comfort zone. That is how you have been brought up as an accountant to have all this knowledge that you can then, um, divulge uh, to your clients uh, and that uh, and that gives you your kind of uh, you know that gives you your uh, uh, that satisfaction at the end of the day that gives you you know the uh, motivation and that gives you that fills your bucket and that's kind of your self-worth is tied up to the fact that you have the advances the answers or can find the answers available to your clients when they need them and that's the same for your employees most of your employees will be the same will have the same mindset as accountants, that their self-worth is, is tied up in the fact that they can give answers to clients. They have the answers, they can, they're good at technical stuff, which is a completely different skill set from a business coach. Because a, bus a, a good business coach is not necessarily the one who has all the answers. A good business coach is one who can ask the right questions, right? And asking questions is very different from having the answers. Being able to extract uh, you know, be able to ask the right questions, to challenge a business owner, to be able to figure out where are their pain points and to guide them with actually coming up with what they need to do and then holding them accountable is a very different skill set from giving them an answer on what the best way is to run their company car, for example. So in terms of, you know, being able to, being able to scale business advisory requires a much more different, involved, and I wouldn't say complex, but it's, it's a different skill set from the skill set of an accountant. So your people are not going to be natural business coaches. So to scale, I believe, to scale a business advisory practice where that is what you are doing, providing business coaching essentially to business owners, is not that easy because 
if you're like me and you have accountants working for you, it is not natural for them to put that hat on as a business coach to ask the right questions from their uh, to their clients in order to help them along that process of where are they now, where do they want to get to, what are the roadblocks in their way, how can we put a plan together, how can I hold you accountable uh, to, to act upon what you said you were going to do. So what ends up happening is that that business coaching element is something that you have to do. As the principal, as a partner, as a sole practitioner, that element of advisory work typically rests with you. It's not a scalable service. So in terms of my own journey, I mean, I've done you know business coaching with clients, with clients of my accounting firm. Uh, I've provided them with you know consulting services, price consulting in particular, focusing on helping them with... Uh, their you know adapt because pricing is a huge topic in itself to go through uh, you know a whole program a six twelve month program helping them with their pricing to make the direct impact upon their profitability and all the rest of it and that's kind of you know through a consultative coaching type process now I'm able to do that but to transfer that to my team is a lot more difficult so that is a kind of what I'd say the black belt of advisory which I'd say is is the reserve of the owner of the accounting firm, you, for example, or or if you you know if you have a bigger firm and you have you can you can recruit the kind of skill set that um, uh, that is able to ask the right questions, then fair enough. But then uh, don't expect those same people to get uh, you know a thrill out of uh, producing accounts and tax returns and bookkeeping for you. So if that, if that's where we're starting so that's kind of high level mastery business coaching at level 5 i believe that you can have a highly profitable practice without having to do that kind of level of advisory and you only need to do it if if you want to do it and if you're able to do it and by all means you develop a skill set to do that because that can get you those high level consulting fees and actually do something that you enjoy and get a real thrill out of helping a select group of uh, clients within your client base that you can work with on a much closer basis and that they will and if you can position it in the right way and price it in the right way then by all means there is a market to be had I mean you've got the likes of action coach business coaches that are out there that are essentially providing this service to your clients the clients are happy to pay for it so there is a need for it and by all means there is a small proportion of your clients that will pay for it and that you can deliver it to but it's not something that all of your clients will do and it's not something that is you're able to scale because you probably won't be able to or would want to have more than say five or ten clients that you're dealing with on a one-to-one -one basis like this to provide this business coaching to so what's the next level down so what can we you know if people are saying that um, we need to advisory but we're not we're not thinking that we can scale advisory, what else can we do to still be doing some element of advisory but not at that level? Well, I'd say the next level down is what I talk about a lot in terms of providing that full finance function service to clients and actually providing that uh, FD type input for businesses that are say between half a million to say three, four million pound in turnover. And that's why I believe that is the sweet spot I believe. So I'd say that's kind of level four mastery where you're able to manage that full finance function plus provide them with the added input direction and support of someone that otherwise they would have to draft like an FD or an FC in to provide and you can absolutely do that with people within your team so you don't have to do it yourself so this is kind of the model that we have going on so you know we have clients that pay us you know 50 60 70 thousand pounds a year 
and I don't have to get involved. My team can manage the full relationship from start to finish. And I don't have any qualifiers on my team. No, absolutely not. There's no, apart from AAT, I have no chartered accountants uh, on my team. I have, the people who are skilled in this are those that I've recruited from industry. So they've got that mix of industry and practice experience. So they know what it's like working as an FC within uh, a business. And you'll find that actually, that is a skill set that your accountants can really pick up, particularly if they're proficient with the zero and, you know, they like doing the apps and, you know, they've got experience working with businesses. It is something that, you know, they can provide and it's something that they would want to provide and you can train them to provide because, you know, what, what your team know and what you know about running a business uh, or running the finance function of a business is far superior than what a client would know. So you can absolutely do this as well within your skill set, well within your team's skill set to be able to be at the top of that financial food chain. So if uh, if I just tell you briefly about what you know what my my uh, you know my 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 team can essentially provide. So you know when they're providing the false finance function, what is it? It's you know business. It's not about the the fancy reports. Clients aren't, you know, they don't want the fancy reports. All they want is they want the peace of mind. They want the comfort that when they need somebody, that they are there. They want the comfort that there is someone who is essentially overseeing the full finance function for them. They want to be able to know if there is any action they need to take because of any issues coming up in the next four to six, eight, 10, 12 weeks in terms of cash flow, for example. So, you know, cash flow forecasting, management reporting, but not through the fancy reports. I mean, the fancy reports would help depending on what kind of client you're dealing with they're all well and good but they're not necessary what is what is necessary is actually having everything up to speed you know for a start you know it don't take it for granted that even just having up-to-date books and records with management accounts on a monthly basis you're far ahead of most businesses because most businesses don't do that and most accountants aren't providing this service to their clients because they're too bogged down in doing the compliance work, the year-end accounts and tax returns, that they don't get time to really kind of sit back and actually do the ongoing uh, bookkeeping and forecasting, which you know is an essential ingredient to helping businesses navigate through the the tricky world of business and finances to support them in their operational and uh, other endeavours. So, even just just doing that is a huge support for businesses being able to provide them with that full finance function support is a massive value add for clients and that is what i believe believe the sweet spot is you don't need to go to the business coaching level just provide this find those businesses and there are businesses within your uh within your existing client base and if you get your positioning and your messaging right, you can find clients where you position yourself as being able to provide that virtual finance office, that virtual finance director service to them. Because, you know, anything that, uh, I mean, for, for a business is over, you know, a million pounds. In terms of, if you think, if an FD were to be called in, we're not talking about, you know, uh, uh, having been an FD for a blue chip company. In terms of what an FD would be required to do for a million pound business, that is well within the remit of you and your team. So, I mean, at, at its at its kind of more complicated level, what would it be? It would, you know, prepare investor reporting packs if they are perhaps funded through, uh, you know, um, uh, Crowdcube or Kickstarter or something like that. Uh, you know, providing cash flow forecasts, helping them to interpret the numbers. You know, being there when they they need you, making their finance uh, function highly efficient by you know automating the. Uh, um, the, the the invoicing and the receipts and giving them the numbers that they need and working out uh, profitability by product and service and all that kind of stuff and helping them with you know managing their their payroll and you know all these things 
we take for granted that you know we can do so easily but it's highly value-add for clients so you know we, we have clients who are um, who've been backed by Kickstarter and they need that you know although they're not kind of revenue generating they have cash so they can afford to pay us 15 20 thousand pounds a year and they get great value from us because you know we've positioned our offering in such a way that they can get you know a fractional uh, fd within that package of 15 20 grand a year i mean where would they get that and they get a lot of value because at that stage it is about we do need to do some investor reporting packs and we do need to help them with uh, forecasts and things like that which you know they wouldn't get ordinarily from you know just a bookkeeper and at the same time we're doing the bookkeeping as well for them there isn't that many transactions transactions so the value they're getting is from the fractional FD and yes they're getting it for a steal but that's fine because we know we're in it for the long run because as they grow then we will scale as well because our you know our, uh, our fees are linked to turnover so as they increase then you know uh, what they pay us will will uh, increase as well so you know, have a think about that that's kind of level four uh level four on the range i'd say you know moving downwards level three is probably if you're just doing say once a quarter management accounts or you're sitting down with a client once a quarter to take them through the management accounts giving meaning to the numbers you know you're moving into that kind of advisory realm where you're you're actually providing some sort of value you're warning them about what's coming in advance you've taken them through what's happened it's still about history um so that's you're kind of bordering on just interpreting what's gone in the past and maybe having a chat about what's going on in the future but not really actually taking an active involvement in doing the forecasting side of things which is kind of moving into level four level two is probably just you know just doing a service just uh, bookkeeping for example and VAT returns without any uh, you know anything beyond that and level one is just doing the compliance and so just doing year-end accounts reporting on history just doing tax return so definitely there is going to be price pressure at the lower end the level one end uh, and level two you want to be pushing up towards level three and four to be doing more of the reporting the finance function side of things which although is you know technically I you know I, I don't think people deem that as advisory but that is hugely valuable to clients and that is i believe where the sweet spot lies so you don't need to be doing the the fancy mckinsey and bain consulting type work uh and business coaching uh, you might want to do, do that with a select group of clients but the majority of your clients and plenty of uh, small businesses out there will get a lot of value from you just being there as their full finance function support as uh, being there at the top of the financial food chain to give them whatever help they need in making sure that the finance function of their business is ticking smoothly so i hope that helps to kind of you know um clarify matters in your head when it comes to doing advisory what advisory is where it all fits in what you need to be doing and you know don't get um i know it's easy to get carried away when you uh, see a new app come along and you want to give it a go and you want to try it out and you want to give your clients fancy reports your clients aren't interested in the fancy reports let me tell you that we've been there we've tried it you know we've we've got the you know we've had the futurelies and the sifts of this world and uh, fathoms and spotlights and you name it you know we've been there and done it and actually we found that what clients really value is just that ability to even if it's an you know on excel you know just being able to go through the figures someone to interpret the figures they don't want fancy graphs because they're not going to read them they're not really going to understand them yes by all means have the graphs but what's more important is you sitting down with them talking them through it and actually being forward thinking 
you know, thinking ahead. And that's where the value lies, actually uh, helping clients to catch things before it hits them, that proactive support. So, you know, cash flow forecasting, definitely, that's something which, you know, if you've got a tool to help you, you know, float and, and all the rest of it, they're great. But actually not just, but doing it for a business when they need it, not just doing it to make themselves look good. It's like, okay, well, we're doing it for a reason. You know, we're cash is tight and we need to know over the next two to four months that we're going to be able to pay our bills and with everything going on, how we're going to manage it. And then pulling out the tool at that point and then monitoring it because they actually need it and it's going to be valuable to help them make better business decisions. Well, that's when the tools come into the fore. Um, so it's about, you know, picking the right tool at the right time. And when I and, I, and when I teach kind of um, people on my program in terms of, you know, how to price up the FD services, that's why I teach it as a, you know, I price it up as a bundle. It's a case of, well, it's not, you know, we're not picking, we're not a line item like management accounts or forecasting or budgeting because clients don't really know what they need. What they need is that support. So I, I package it up as a bundle to say, well, there's three bundles available in our virtual FD support. There's a, a growth FD, there's a reliance FD, and there's a comfort FD. The growth FD is right for those businesses that are growing, they're fast growth, they're going to have a lot of, you know, cash going, a lot of need on their cash, and they're going to need, you know, support from us in terms of managing cash flow and whatever they need at that point in time of their business, we provide to them. So it could be initially for the first six months cash flow forecasting, and then it could be investor reporting, and then, of course, the, you know, the management accounting and all the rest of it. But whatever they need at that point in time, they get from us in a bundle support. So it's, you know, knowing, identifying the type of client and then presenting them with a package that suits them without them having to pick and choose because they don't really know what they need. They kind of need that high, high level support from you and whatever they need at that point in time, you can provide to them within your bundle of service. So that's how we get the kind of the three pricing approach to work within Go Proposal as um, as one line item. So it's one line item, but it's three packages, which I then take them through in my virtual FT brochure. Uh, if you're on the program, you have access to it. If not, and you'd like a copy, then you know what to do. Come and uh, message me, jump, join the program, and you can get access to my brochures that will help you to communicate the value of the virtual finance office and virtual FT offering and help you to also get multiple high five-digit recurring fees, just like uh, many of uh, the members in the program are. Okay, well, I hope you found that useful. As always, rate, review, and follow the podcast if you're not already, and I'll speak to you in the next episode. Take care, and bye for now. Thank you for listening. For more free content, videos, and resources, visit www.rezahuda.com. And if you haven't already, come and join the community in our Transform Your Profits Facebook group, where we support each other to build more successful, profitable, and impactful accounting firms.